All right, we're going live. We're doing it early. Because, because you start early, boys and girls. You start early because you can finish early, and that frees up time. I uh, caught flat uh, from all things DT, uh, blackbrigade.org, uh, by the way. Him and the GF. DT, a completely different personality. DT, and I think that's maybe why we get along a little bit. Um, but we were in South Dakota visiting him. And I'm like, because you, oh man, you put me in South Dakota. I'm like a dog off the leash in the mountains. It's, oh gosh, so much to do, so much I want to do. But I know South Dakota is not everybody's cup of tea. So not being incentivized, not having a passion for life, thinking they're going to live forever. Everyone in that group is just like, oh, I mean, I'm like, eh, you know, dogs like in the car, there's a window. Windows are the dog's greatest enemies. Oh, 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 oh. You guys must have had a dog in one of them. Squirrel, I'm like, oh, 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 oh. and I, I, at the adult level, I say, guys, I, they're, I'm like, look, to you, five seconds is nothing. I've seen people, they can sit there for five seconds. I'm like, let's go. What are you doing? What Time is very important. Like, oh, you gotta learn to relax. Of which I'm fucking sick and tired of hearing, by the way. I'm really fucking sick and tired. I mean, zero to 60 for pissed at you. You gotta learn to relax. Oh, so I can be a normie, conforming, inferior like you? So, uh, and I said, no, 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 look, guys, here's how it works. Seconds add up to minutes. Minutes add up to seconds. I'm sorry, minutes add up to hours. Hours add up to days. Days add up to, and, and over the course of your life, if you salvage the seconds, you will add not just a year of nominal time, but there will be many, many more opportunities. Like the exponent, everything's at the margins. I don't know how bored of an economics lesson you want. But, uh, for example, let's take uh, IQ, okay, uh, and Elon Musk. Now, the bump from an IQ of 130 to 140 may not be that much in terms of nominal absolute IQ points. But that that extra 10 points allows Elon Musk to maybe get some satellites into orbit so that we can uh, <clears throat> have 5G internet access around the world. Right. Whereas a guy with say 130 IQ, maybe he or she couldn't have done that. All right. It and it's the same thing with it's a, it, I know it's not that much of a of a percentage jump, but it's it's that critical point. We eke out two percent more production on oil that dramatically lowers oil prices. We eke out two percent more fuel efficiency that dramatically lowers gas prices. And if you could just eke out that one or two, you all of a sudden like you won't miss your plane. You'll get a better seat. Oh, what? Like, will you like to have a story, boys and girls, from Cappy's life yesterday? <clears throat> the it'll it'll be the bane of my existence. I just say I accept. I accept. Not everyone is a clone of me. They should be, but they're not. Go for a run, GF and I. Let's get Jimmy Johns. So we get Jimmy Johns. And I was quick. I was quick. I salve. I, I, I snatch victory from the jaws of defeat on this one. I get out of the car. Who's still in the car? Who's still effing around? I don't know with what I'm buying. 
We're not buying booze. You don't need your ID. Get the motherfucking shit out of the car and let's go. And the reason why is because there was this guy. I don't think it was a dead. Maybe one of the kids went. He pulled up and you could see there were kids. I'm like, they're going to get in line. And if we had just gotten out five seconds earlier, as we're walking across the, the parking lot, we would have gotten ahead of them. Now, thankfully, thankfully, people are fucking morons. And when you got little children, they're like proto-morons. They're not even as smart as the morons. That's no fault of their own. They're young little kids. They're, they're not. And today's, you know, now when I was young, Oh boy, we're going to we're going to a restaurant. Fast food or not? Oh man, I knew what I want. Oh, I want this. I want this. I want that. And just like little, just like modern day Americans, let's stand not thankfully right at the counter and discuss what we want. Let's stand off to the back line, which was good because finally the GF got out of the fucking car. We're going to because there are other people racing. Other people race to the Jimmy Johns, and I know this five seconds is critical, motherfucking critical, because it is a payoff of thousands percent return on investment of seconds of time. Because if we get ahead of these people, we save ourselves 15 fucking minutes of dopey normie formies and inferiors. So, and, and, and the soccer mom with her fucking, and for little Jimmy, I like this. I have only seven more restaurants, subs to order. I got ahead of that guy. You know why? Because they were inferior. Yeah, he's talking. He, and you can see him give like, maybe he had a little bit of me in him. Where he's explaining to the boys. All right, listen. He had hands up like this. And he tried, like, investing a little bit of time now into these dopey kids saying, figure out what the fuck you want. Tell the fucking guy. No, you're not having chips. I, mean, I was like, okay. He's giving them the speech. He's giving them the instruction. That allowed me to right to the front of the line. We got it. We saved it. But I didn't need to be stressed out. But I want to point out, see, seconds matter. Seconds matter because that's it's the difference between you getting through the yellow light or lackadaisically not paying really, oh, I guess I'll stop. Oh, I, oh Clary, just relax and shut the fuck up, you inferior piece of shit who lives paycheck to paycheck, has a mortgage, and is just so fucking boring with your boy. Shut the fuck up. <clears throat> so we're not just talking like, okay, you're shaving seconds off. I made a couple minutes of life extra today. And over the course of an 80-year life expectancy, you might eke out six months of time, maybe. No, it's not the amount of time you save. It's how much more production. It could even literally be how much more time you save. All you dopes, may I point out again, another example, just, just how, why do all you dumb motherfuckers go to lunch at the same time? What, what, why, what, what is that? It, is it really a super genius idea? Like, do you have to have an IQ of one thirty-five and above to say, "Hey, I got it. I, you're at the office. Hey, Frank. Yeah, Bill. Um, you know how everyone leaves at eleven fifty-five a.m. to go to the same three fucking fast food restaurants, and they all stand in fucking line, 
and we don't achieve anything but to piss away our lives as every other normie conforming inferior is up there. I got, okay, I've only been standing in line for three hours. Um, what, what do I want? Um, I, I, same thing with the coffee. Hey, it's 7.55. All the other sheep in the world are lining up and queuing up on the, on the entry ramps. And they're also lining up to get their coffee. Hey, Bill. Yeah, George. Well, I got an idea. Okay, tell me more, George. Why don't we <clears throat> just take this precious and finite and only resource we have and piss it away into the wind, standing in line, waiting for a cup of coffee? Had we just left half an hour earlier, we could have gotten another three fucking minutes and been on with our day. We could have sat in the park. Not staying in line. We could have gotten lunch at 11 a.m. or 1 p.m., but no, we all decide to be dopey, dumbass, conformist motherfuckers and stand in line at 11.59 a.m. And we're not talking seconds or even, we're talking half a fucking hour away. The commute, oh my God, you dumb motherfuckers. You waste hours a day. I guarantee you, I get, oh, Aaron, you're all too worked up. All right, just try it my way once, huh? Huh? Let's have Clary Day. Let's just, let's just try it. Let's all get high intense, pull our heads out of our communal asses, and just one day in America, a work day. It's got to be a work day. We say, what would Cappy do? And we say, oh. And you have to plan. I know you're all inferiors. I know you're all normies. I know your wives are getting fat. I know you're getting fat. I know you hate your lives. But just just try this. The day before, because I know you're not me, you plan. Okay? You sit down with the wife. You sit down with the kids. Hey, tomorrow's Cappy Days, boys and girls. What would Cappy do? And you come up with a plan and you see, okay, okay. Well, Cappy wouldn't wait until 7.53 a.m. to leave to go queue up on the interstate. He would either go in at 6.15 a.m. and leave at 3.15 a.m. from work, thereby avoiding both the morning and afternoon rush hours, or he'd leave at 9 a.m., leave at 6 p.m. doing the same thing. We, we got choice, people. We got choice. And then you'd say, okay, now, do I want to get my coffee? Like at the same time, and lunch, you make these choices in this. That alone, that alone would save everyone in your family an hour. Now your family unit is saved five hours of time, which you, I don't know. Maybe the wife would have the time to sit the fuck down and make a dinner. And you could sit and, hey, little Jimmy, how was your dinner? Oh, no, we got to run Jimmy to practice. <clears throat> oh my God. Where was I going with this? Oh. So I'm, and, and it's a choice. I hate you guys. I know. Just, it, 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 just be late. Wonder why. People, well, how do you get here so fast? I don't know. I left. I looked. Here's another one. You go watch the fireworks. 4th of July. You go to a little festival. You go to a concert. Why do you leave a concert five minutes before? Oh, stick around for the finale. Why is that the dumbest idea? 
And if you're going to stick around for the finale, whether you know it's it's the uh, radio show performance or it's the fireworks or whatever, why is it you should be grabbing your kids and making a fucking dash for your car? Because that 30 seconds of running puts you ahead of the monster amount of traffic and shit that is going to slowly be digested through the little road that leaves the amphitheater or leaves that little peninsula where all everyone's watching the fireworks. I, I, and I sit there. I, uh, so that's where that that's, I forgot where I went with, I, I just, and there was a point to it somehow. There was a point to it. Beautiful day. <clears throat> beautiful day today. Beautiful day yesterday. That's why the blinders are open and maybe the the lighting is a little bit off. It's off to my side. And the reason is I love fall. I love the I love the feel of fall. We had been going through a horrific uh, uh, spate of um, hot and humid weather, and we were looking at the the dew points, and they were more humid than Florida. <laughs> there were a couple days. And I guess it's because of all the watering uh, of the agricultural crops. And, and of course, the, the weather guy comes on and he's like, uh, this is because of global warming and human interaction. Like, wait a minute. Were we watering crops like probably 100 years ago? Shouldn't this have happened before? And haven't we also gotten rid of more farmland because of the suburbs being developed and we take away the farmland? Is this new? This is 2020. Ah, what are you going to do, meteorologist? They made you dumb shit. Anyway, uh, so that's gone away the past two days, and it's actually been just dry in the 70s. Like the Ferris Bueller day, uh, it's just 75. It was sunny yesterday, and it's cloudy today. And you could go and run. Oh, I did a wonderful four-and-a-half-mile run yesterday. Wonderful. Wonderful. And now uh, – and 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 – I don't know why I didn't know originally why I was in a, a great mood yesterday and why I'm in a great mood today. But it dawned on me that uh, fall, this shows you how like some that was not a big common thing back in your youth, but was so powerful, has an effect on you, you know, 20, 30 years later. Uh, is This is when we'd be firing up for patrol. This is when we'd be firing up for escorts back in, back in the security days. Because all the hot freshman girls were coming to, coming to campus. And I know you girls don't believe in sex. I don't mean the act of sex. I mean gender, like the sexes. I know you think it's all a social construct and men should X, Y, and Z. But the only reason men usually get up in the day, the number one instead of men have in life is women. Not even the guaranteed access or date or sex with women. It was just girls. I was like, oh boy, girls. You ever see those World War II movies? They come to port and they're like, hey, baby, woo, 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 that kind of thing. Hogan's Heroes, remember Hogan's Heroes? The, the Russian gal would come in and the bow would be, oh, my goodness, my darling. <laughs> Pinups? Yeah, all right, ignore all that because it was all bullshit. Men were faking it for the past two million years. But in the, back in the day, fall would hit. And girls would be coming to campus about this time. And it would the humidity would drop. It would start to get a little bit darker. It would be a little bit cloudy. It would be nice and cool. And just perfect weather for tearing up campus on your bike. And this is when the girls would start calling for escorts at night. And that's when the competition began. Who could get the most escorts in a night? And I think I still hold the record at 22. 
God Almighty, I'm trying to think what what kind of pro what kind of training are they going through now when you had to walk girls home now in the context and fear of because they, they always had that like well we can get you a female I bet you that's oh my God oh I gotta check in I don't even know who I am now I wonder did they have to hire a bunch of female escorts uh, security guards to walk women home because the male guards would be, oh, rapey, and oh, my God. And I wonder I wonder how many – I'd be very curious. Oh, you know at the U of M at an academic university setting, that's absolutely – well, anyway, back in the day when you were still allowed to be a man somewhat, you'd get excited. You'd get, oh, we tune up our bikes. All right, let's get the oil ready to go because it was like a kind – like perfect biking weather, no snow on the ground, new guy. That was the thing. They were freshmen. These girls were naive. They were stupid. They didn't know what scumbags we were. They thought we were great. We were. And they were all afraid because that, and there the women's studies department actually helped us because there'd be freshman orientation. And they'd say, did you know five in every three women get raped on campus? And oh my God, there's a rapist behind that bush and there's a salter over there and a misogynist. You're not safe on this campus, even though every bit of uh, criminology data all the crime stats show this is like the the U of M campus is like this bubble of safety. I don't know if it was because of the good cops or because of the geography of the campus or maybe because we were just tearing up campus. You said we, we were a presence. You saw security guards all over the place. <clears throat> but they scared the piss out of the girls and girls would call us up. I remember getting calls at, at like, you know, sun doesn't set till 730, 7 o'clock in, in fall. It'd be like 550. Or 5.30, we'd be getting calls. Sometimes we come in later, part of, there'd be a ton of calls waiting, like, you know, hey, can you come in? And we're like, the sun's still out. There's a ton of people on campus. I was just going to randomly grab some girl. I mean, you're, you're pretty safe. Doesn't matter. Go! I mean, it was a red leader standing by, gold leader standing by, green leader standing by, yellow leader standing by. Go! And then, pew, off we went on the bikes. Pick up Amy over at Moose Tower. Bring her to Middlebury Hall. Copy. Copy, gold leader. Dropped off Amy at Middlebury Hall. Middlebrook, I believe. Copy. A lot of copy. Copy. Go to Sigma Phi Delta Sorority. Pick up Jessica. Drag her ass over to Falwell Hall. Copy. Jessica Sigma Phi Delta Fraternity. Dropped off Jessica at Falwell Hall. Available for Agoda. Where was it? It's been so many years. Go to the sports complex. Pick up Sandra. Sandra has to stop by Stadium Village, grab a sandwich, but then she wants you to take her to the Superblock. Copy. Sandra at the sports complex. Stopping by to get sandwich. <laughs> and that was... That was... I mean, that was our job. That was, the, that was probably the big silver lining to the job is we get the desk, oh, cute girls left and right, bike it back and forth. And then you're like, all right. And then you just tear up the net. Okay, let's go. Because you had to beat the other guys. You had to beat the other guys. <clears throat> couldn't let Brian. Oh, you couldn't let Gauss beat you. Couldn't let Gauss beat you. Can't let Khan beat you. Tear that fucking campus up, man. What's your ETA? Under two minutes. I always like to do that. What's your Cappy? What's your ETA? They didn't call me Cappy. Escort Charlie. What's your ETA to this high? Under two minutes anywhere on campus. Boom. 
And that only happened three falls. That I only experienced that for three falls. And all of a sudden, you take in that air. <sighs> I'm like, yeah, it's patrol time. It's like, no, there's no patrol. But just it was good enough to feel great. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to go run. It's a beautiful day. Is it a great mood? <clears throat> it's another day like that. It's cloudy out. Not too hot. Beautiful. Just beautiful. Wonderful. Like the perfect operating temperature for cappies. Go up there and run around. Ironically, it's the gym day today. So I'm not going to. So we're going to bang out this podcast. I'm going to get this done. <clears throat> get to the super chats. I got a bunch of articles. Uh, let's do some sponsors real quick. So it's not me just randomly. Okay. Uh, Big Tell's Guide to Retiring on $200,000 in Southeast Asia by Luca Vendetti. You can find that on bigtellbooks.com. It's a bit pricey, but so is traveling to Southeast Asia. And I get this book if you're traveling to Southeast Asia. Forget whether you're MGTOW or you're dating or not. Um, the uh, information in the book is like where to stay, where to go, um, where to get banking. I mean, it's just, you know, if, especially if you're thinking about moving there, yeah, drop the 40 bucks. You're going to definitely save your, your money that you spend on this in time and actual financial savings. Uh, what else? We, okay. So there's the rule zero seminar. It's not in Vegas. It's going to be online. It's October, October 2nd through the 4th. If you want to attend that, it's online. It's a thousand bucks. They didn't change the price. Don't guys, guys. Okay. Get your sand out of your vagina, guys. I don't control it. I don't control. I would lower the price. I don't control the price. Okay. Just it. Don't, don't come to me. If you want to bitch and whine, bitch and whine about me charging $600 for my minimalism seminar. And there again, I don't care, guys. Get your sand out of your vagina. The seminar is not for most of you. Most of you regular listeners, if you've read, you know, Bachelor Pad Economics and uh, <clears throat> Poor Richard's Retirement or you've tuned in, you don't need it. So uh, to be intellectually honest, the new, uh, the, the veterans and regular listeners, you probably don't need it. If you're new or if you're really having a hard time spending more than you make, Get my seminar. Actually, hang on. Let me pull that up now. And I've had already two people sign up for it. So there you go, guys. I've already made $1,200. bucks. Well, minus commission and fees. And uh, actually, it closes tomorrow. So I'll be closing that tomorrow. You could still, if I could sign up for it today. <clears throat> there, it's in the chat room. If you sign up for today, you get 45 days to finish it. Even if I close the enrollment period, you still have 45 days to finish it. Um, but there you go. So boo-hoo-hoo, Cappy making money. <laughs> it's so funny. And I know they're not the regular listeners. I know it's not the it, it's the it's the peanut gallery. It's the I don't know, the ones that just come in, they don't listen. They're like, <laughs> all right, hey, 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 hey. I get it. I get it. Everyone, it's the same people that give me advice on anything. On running a podcast, and I go to their like YouTube or their two subscribers. Shut the fuck up. Be like, oh, Cappy, you need you, you're gonna die. It's the cigars. It's like, no, coffee. I mean, just guys, just you can still be in the peanut gallery, you can still hang out, but no one's listening to you. Uh, commonsensecoffee.com go to commonsensecoffee.com get some non-communist coffee I think it's ran by a guy um, who's a veteran Better Bachelor check out Better Bachelor on YouTube 
which I, I was just, that was another thing. When I went running yesterday, I was just binging on Better Bachelor. It was wonderful. Just tuning into Better Bachelor. It was wonderful. Uh, Red Pill Men's Health. You could go to redpillmenshealth.com or the channel, YouTube channel. Hang out with Greg. Take a, take a look at him. Unwoke.com. It's a website, recruiting website or job posting website where if you are looking for Real workers and not social justice warriors to come work at your company, or you are a not a social justice warrior company. You're not all about the politics, but rather the profits, and you just want to have some full-grown adults who won't turn around and sue you because they're psychopaths and addicted to politics. Go to unwoke.com. Terrence Pop's book, Killer of Killers. You guys all know Bad Pop. You can find him on BitChute uh, Bit and YouTube, but he has a book called Killer of Killers. It's a, uh, what's the word? It's not ethereal. It's like the spirit world. It's like a film noir detective assassin story that that transfers over to the spirit world. Very good. Very good. And Eric Dolores' book, Investing Equanimity, The Logic and Wisdom of the Permanent Portfolio. Guys, I can't give you investment advice. I mean, I can give you investment options. I can't tell you, invest in this one thing or invest in that one thing. About the only investment advice I could say is spend, you know, pay off your debts. That's about the only thing because it doesn't hurt you. If you're looking for some kind of book or guidance on like how to manage your own portfolio, consider the um, the permanent portfolio. And Eric's book goes over that, Investing Equanimity. Find that on Amazon.com. Uh, God damn it, Rodrigo. What, I got to change the coding school again. I, I can't promote it because I don't have the right website. I'll have to do that later. Cubanos in Wisconsin, a book by uh, my friend Silvio Canto, who you can also find on Canto Talk, C-A-N-T-O, Canto Talk. He covers more Latino news in the conservative perspective, which I like to just call the truth. <laughs> I'm not even trying to be cheeky or funny. It is. It just It's like the mature adult version. Oh, conservatives or whatever your criticism, at least they're true. <clears throat> At least they're honest. You don't have Sylvia like, well, you see, we really are entitled to other people's labor in their lives through technical slavery because those people had both their parents around. <clears throat> so check him out and check out his book, Cubanos in Wisconsin. It's a story about how he left Cuba. He was a little kid in Cuba, communist Cuba, not that it's free market now. And they ended up in Green Bay, Wisconsin. He became a Packers fan. It, uh, that's not the main point of the story, but it's uh, it's pretty funny. Masculine Geek, check out the Masculine Geeks on the uh, YouTubes there. Also check out the goddamn bacon. Jack Napier and Rob says uh, show Red Evening also on YouTube. I already mentioned the Black Brigade over at the Black Brigade D-Brick. Academic Composition, boy, I, I owe... Alexi, a lot of free advertising. Academiccomposition.com. Now that school is starting up, boys and girls, and not only are you learning that five in every three women are raped every 20 seconds in the world, in the world, uh, you're also learning about all these worthless Marxist, leftist, indoctrinated classes that you have to take that have nothing to do with your education and everything to do with taking your money and giving it to otherwise worthless, unemployed liberal arts majors who are Marxist leftists. And you're like, that's not fair. You're right. It's not fair, boys and girls. It isn't. But what you can do to fight back is since you don't really need to be there to take these classes, why don't you pay someone to write your Marxist leftist papers for you? Go to academiccomposition.com where Alex and his team of writing staff will write your papers for you. He's also always looking for people to write papers. He's always looking to hire people. So you can write papers or do marketing. 
They're both boring. They're both not fun. Don't come in. Oh, my God. Alex, you did. What did you think was going to happen? Okay. They're boring jobs, but he pays. You could do it from home. So there you go. If you're looking for a job, there you go. You could do it from home. This must be interesting this year with, with college. Like how many of you are not going to go to a physical school and just go online? And because you're going online, you're not going to have that experience of going to a physical. And, and don't worry, you're not missing out on anything. Right? You're not. It's just a big, it's, college is just a big high school with different buildings you got to walk to. That's it. And you're paying for it. So you're not missing out on anything. And so I'm thinking a lot of kids, especially the younger generation who've been brought up on phones and screens and everything's going to be online. They're like, why would I go to a physical place? <laughs> why would I physically attend? No, I'm not going to do my banking and I'm going to do my banking online. And so I think hopefully maybe you're starting to realize the one good thing about the great and merciful Corona Chan is you guys are all really, we don't need to go to a physical school. You don't need to go to a physical building. And why do we have 20 teachers? Why do we have a oh, across the world? How many millions of, of I don't know, calculus professors are there? It's got to be millions, I'd imagine. All the universities. Well, don't you just need one? You know, aren't teachers kind of like, oh, that's a good point. Teachers are like, Google. hang on, hang on. Let me write that down. That's a gem of a thought. <clears throat> oh boy, that was a good thought. Teachers really are like a Twitter or a Google or some, some online media social media platform you only need one it it you know it's like it's like your power system or self uh, uh tele it's it's kind of like uh was it a public good public service you only need one and now with the internet you just need one teacher for each subject for each language i suppose right for all the different languages out there what is that 100 uh and especially for things that are are concrete and finite, you know, like math, you only need one math teacher who speaks English. <clears throat> you only need one physics professor, basic physics, teaches physics. You know, I, the liberal arts, of course, they'll, they'll never, because that's their main form of employment. They're never going to do, they're only going to teach because doing takes work and teaching. You can act like a little infant, a, a, an adult child for the rest of your life. But I mean, okay, how many, how many feminist studies professors do you need to say, we hate men? Okay, just, you just need one <laughs> for each language. And really, you don't. You know, what? What more do we need? What we don't need? We don't need. Oh, I'm sure in history and the Lurial, the non, the non tangible studies you can get by with. You probably need more for different opinions. But really, I've just got, especially going up to high school. What do we need? You don't need from K through eight. You're out of here. Get out of here. You're nothing. That's it. And because everything has been codified by doctorates in economics or education in the public school systems, everything got oh, we got well, okay. If it's a pro, if it's a code, we just got to teach to that. We just need one teacher for that whole thing, don't we? We all go online and kids sit there and watch the YouTubes anyway. And we fire all the rest of you teachers, and then you all got to get real jobs and go do something. <clears throat> you you are. We just need one Google. 
We just need one Twitter. We just need one Facebook. We we don't need multiple platforms of teachers. Just one for every language and every subject. So what are we talking? A couple thousand? Maybe, maybe 10,000 teachers across the world? Hey, that's good economics. It frees you guys up to go do something else. But you pay my dream to be a teacher. Uh, noncommunistsciencefiction.com check out oh I'm sorry so go to academiccomposition.com if you want to write papers for other people do marketing or have someone write your papers for you academiccomposition.com let Alex know that Cappy sent you noncommunistsciencefiction.com my buddy Michael Kingswood is an author he writes science fiction but here's the trick here's the spin here's the catch boys and girls it's not communist which is the only author I know who writes non-communist science fiction. Go to noncommunistsciencefiction.com. It's not pro-capitalism. He just, here's a, here's a crazy idea, boys and girls. He just writes science fiction for fun. The stories are pretty apolitical. There's not politics woven into it. And the reason, do you know why Michael Kingswood doesn't need to rely on politics to create art? Because he's a real artist. He has ability. He, he has talent. He's not some hack, some worthless, untalented schlep like pretty much every artist today, whether you're painting, you're writing, or you're singing or making music. He has real talent. See, in the olden days, you had to have real artistic talent to be an artist. Now, with SJWs, and this starts all the way back to the boomers with the minimalists. I don't mean financial, but like postmodern art where it's just shit, but there's a political uh, message behind it. Uh, Jorge Gonzalez, who did this cover uh, for Bachelor Pad Economics, um, he was telling me, he went to art school, and he's like, it's all about the politics. Forget the art. It's all about the politics. That's like 12 years ago, 10 years ago. And uh, I hope he's doing well. He goes in between Columbia and L.A. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, Michael is one of the few people that still has artistic talent, and he, and he channels that into science fiction. And he doesn't need to rely on politics as a crutch to cover up and mask the fact he has no talent because he, he has talent. We got that there. Bunker Basics with Bunker Bob. Go to bunkerbasics.com with Bunker Bob to find out all your survival and prepping needs. And The Science of Mastering Women, written by Linda Gross. I'm going to put that in the little chat room here. If you guys, this is as close as you're going to get to an algorithm on how to get the girls. Huh? How to get the girls. Huh? <clears throat> she goes through a bunch of studies. She's a, psych- a doctor in psychology. Went through all these studies, all these numbers. Here, here, this is the best book you're going to get available on the market. By the way, you could do everything in that book. You're still not going to get the girls. Huh? Because you're going to have to approach the girls. Huh? And you're going to have to hit the gym. Cappy, is it that simple? You know what? No, it's not that simple. There's a lot more to it than that. But let's just see if you could get to that point. Go to the gym and ask girls out and stop being cowardly. If you get to that point, then we'll talk. Why bother? 98% of people aren't good. 98% of people are going to still queue up in that fucking on-ramp. Queue up to get, I'm going to get my coffee. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, you know, I'll stand them with their masks. A drive-in I could I could see uh, over in the Woodbury. Uh, we'll we'll be coming back from our adventure, me and the GF, and uh, we take an exit, and then uh, you, you you look, and there are people right. What is what is so great about raising canes? 
there is a line not only going around the building, but the line will sometimes go onto the road. It's like 8, 7.30 or so. And I'm like, what? Who are these people? <laughs> what? Did they put crack in it? What happened? Why is it? And why at 7.38 p.m.? I'm missing something because I've seen that happen other places within the Twin Cities. It's like the cult of, of White Castle. White Castle, by the way, is horrible. It is ass. It is shit. Uh, but man, people love their White Castle. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Don't like White Castle? Great fucking movie. <laughs> that was a great movie. That was that was just that reminded me of Road Trip. Just kind of this dumb, low-brow, 20-something guy humor. It, it was it was good. The uh Road Trip and Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. That was that was pretty good. Uh <clears throat> so anyway, uh Linda Gross's book, Science of Mastering Women. Find that on Amazon. You can check out her podcast. Just search Linda Linda Gross Podcast. You'll find that there. Uh, and then also, if you'd like to help out with the shoe, you can go ahead and go to olderbrother.com slash donate. And there's your three ways you can help out the old Capmeister. One is by making a donation to PayPal, in which case you get nothing. I wouldn't recommend that. You could subscribe, become a patron at Subscribestar because I'm not a communist. That's why I have a Russian a Patreon type uh, site called Subscribe Star. You can become a monthly subscriber or a one-time donating thing, uh, and that gives you access to all the behind-scenes stuff or the behind-the-paywall stuff, of which I got to do stuff. I know a lot of you, but I had to transition this over. I've been reviewing a book. I put together a seminar. Yippee doo, boopity bee. Uh, so we'll get to that. Uh, I'm going to be real happy in about two months, maybe even a month. Because I got I got to put together my speech for the Rule Zero seminar online. I just finished that seminar. I went through all the different websites that uh, offer PDF versions of my my books or, or pirated versions. <clears throat> Sent them a bunch of DMCA. That took two days. Just all this sh- small little shit. All this, and now it's going to be like clean off the plate. And I can just sit, you know, I built up machines, inoculated all the other works. All right, all right, now we can start collecting some dividends and some payments here. Okay, we can take it easy. <clears throat> you shouldn't cough in a microphone. Oh, really? Really, I shouldn't? Tell me more, Mr. 42-year-old virgin who's fat and has nothing else going on. Tell me what I should do. Oh, so, oh, so olderbrother.com slash donate. There you go. Uh, oh, yeah. And then the um, the other thing is you can do all your om- uh, online shopping through my Amazon affiliate link there. That's the third link at olderbrother.com slash donate. You're not really donating. You just click on that link before you do any of your online shopping. I get a 2 to 5% commission and cut now. Um, so that's it. That's kind of an end of an era. Amazon has is, is kind of ended that. Uh, all right. I think I did everything. Oh. Let me promote. I'll promote some books later. I got to do pushingrubberdownhill.com. I haven't promoted. All right, let's get through Super Chat so I'm not falling too far behind. Oop, Anthony CMA, where'd he go? 
Uh, oh, good. The chat room's nice and easy today. Anthony CMA for five bucks. I know this video is really old, but have you ever saw this rant against you? Uh, no, I, I don't think I can pick up. I can't, I can't, um, I can't copy it. I, I don't care. Is it someone angry that I said the truth? Let me ask you that, Anthony. Did I say something that was true and it offended a fragile vaggie out there or a normie conforming inferior because it's true? I just want to know. Cause like, if I, if I, <clears throat> I don't care. I don't care if, if I speak the truth and someone's offended, do they really have the problem with, with me or the truth? It's like, do you shoot the messenger? Uh, maybe I'll look at it sometime later. Uh, Al for five bucks. Nice haircut, Clary. I'm glad you support your local blind barber. <laughs> I just woke up, Al. Fuck you. You see the pajamas? You see how I'm kind of still... We I woke up at 9.30 a.m. this morning. I'm tired. Uh, this is a nice haircut. So, I, I, and I had, I, I can't, before I go to bed, I'll go through the comment section. They're like, oh, look at your comb over. <laughs> okay. Are we talking about the same? I got nice hair. Nice hair. Did you see the long hair I had about a month ago? When I get up, would you, hey, Al, would you like to see me all prim and proper and nice and pretty? For $600, you could take my seminar on minimalism. I'm all cut and nice and wearing it. I caught flack from the great one and Adam Piggott because I sent them the link. I said, hey, take a look at this. Let me know what you think. Not anything about content. Not anything about, yeah, this would really help people out. Oh, I never thought about it. No, I was like, holy shit, you shaved. Oh, my God, did you shout? It looks like you combed your hair. You're wearing a shirt, You got a sh and it's buttoned. <clears throat> I can dress up and get pretty if I want. There's just no damn reason. Wait till you guys all work from home. You'll be like, fuck it. You'll be like, there's no reason. And they even said that. Like, people get depressed. They're working from home. And there's drawbacks of working from home, psychologically speaking. Like, get up as if you're going to work. and Put on your tie and put on your shirt and get through that. that, that. And I'm like, yeah, I could kind of see that. I could see those going through those actions, those motions would condition your brain, provide the context, uh, almost like a, I don't want to say a meditation or a ritual, but going through that process would help condition your brain or put it in the right mood where it's not a send It's like, where is everybody? But then you're like dressed up by yourself in your little apartment and you're like, why am I dressed? You know, and then people start to cheat. And they've gotten videos on that where someone's wearing a tie and they're like on a Zoom meeting now and then they get up and their boxer shorts are like, uh, Bob, we can see your boxer shorts. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> James Martin, five bucks. I have to take part in an online type discussion about racial awareness and understanding BLM. This is my first week of chemistry class. Wow. Chemistry? Chem James, can't you just go to a different school, man? <clears throat> Dr. Khan blog for a dollar. Thank you, Dr. Khan. Yeah, James, I'm sorry. I just, there's, there's play. I'm probably going to go to a country where there's none of this race shit happens. You know, and we had this in the eighties and nineties. You just woke up. Everyone was kind of a person and you did your thing. 
Think about all the time you have to waste. We don't have to. You could choose to ignore it, but it's pretty hard to ignore where you don't have to worry about identity politics in general. I don't want to focus just on race, but with women yelling at you all the time because you're oppressing and everyone's a rapist. <clears throat> just imagine that, like imagine a life where you woke up and when you went to study chemistry, it was about chemistry. You don't waste 5% of your day every day about this bullshit that has nothing to do with chemistry. Why don't, James, why don't you and your classmates say, I'm fucking sick and tired of race and bullshit. This is chemistry. I'm not here. Can, can you revolt? Do students do that anymore? Oh, remember when students used to revolt against the system? Now they are the system. Such, I knew that back in the 90s going to college. Holy cow. It's like you're part of the system. You're, you're kissing. The teachers are your enemy. They're part of the system. What do you mean? You're, you're, not, you're not brave or courageous. You're not fighting the system. Dave, a little five bucks, Cappy. How to deal with married people invading single people's time and lives? Your take on that. What do you mean, Dave? That sounds great. If I had my married friends come like want to hang out, that'd be great. I got the, the opposite problem. I have Here's what's going to happen, boys and girls. We all start off unmarried. Some of your friends will get married, and they're great friends. And they could marry great people, too. The husband could be great. The wife could be great. Boy, they're great people, great couple. You'll never see them again. You're like, hey, let's go. But you, they can't operate on their own. They're like conjoined at the hip. They're like conjoined twins. They have to have the other one either attend or give them express permission. And and they may want to hang out, but now with two people, if just one of them has an obligation, they both can't make it. So I don't know, invading single invading single people's times and lives, you take a boy, I wish that would be the case. I love I got a buddy, Tony. I don't know if he listens. Um He's, he kind of gave me some pointers on golf. And uh, I'd love to go golf. like, hey, let's go golfing. Sure. Which means never. <laughs> Which means he, because he's got two kids, he's got a wife, and and uh, I, I like them both. And, and but he's, he's the golfer. I'm like, well, let's go golf. Okay, sure. All right, well, 2027, 2028, when shall I pencil you in? Got kids, got a wife, got a job. Um. I'd love it if, like, yeah, my married, yeah, let's go, let's go do that. Uh, and the only, only married people that go out anymore are, are the ones without kids, or the kids are out of the house. And uh, I got, I got some pretty cool married couple friends. They're they're pretty active, but compared to the, gosh, score of friends I used to have, they're married that never go out now. I mean, they're the exception, not the rule. Precious exception. Yeah, what's your what's your secret, Dave? Well, how do you get how do you get people to want to go hang out and live life? Anthony CMA two bucks. It's from someone who's like you, but blue pilled. <clears throat> it's from someone. What the guff? Wait, what did you what did you say before? Where's Anthony's? He had a comment before. It's it's from someone who's like you, but blue pilled. Okay. So he's like an angry leftist or an angry guy who didn't get laid. What? I'll look it up later if I can remember. David Lil, they're trying to convert me. Ah, hang on there, Dave. You know who should convert you to marriage, Dave? A really good woman where you're like, oh my God, I want to commit to this gal. Like how they, that it is a cult. It is a cult. Like, shouldn't you, you know, if, if you want, if they got good salesmanship, Dave, they'd introduce you to a nice young lady. That you were practically compelled to go out with. 
Oh, poor TJ. Poor TJ Martinell. TJMartinell.com. <clears throat> he was he gave me a field report. And I keep facing the the paradox. I I try to be intellectually honest. I want to accurately assess what's going on in the real world. <clears throat> and you got to guard yourself against selection bias. You got to say, okay, we have a, a political bias. People have an agenda even, right? I even got to guard against that in myself. Wait, is this really what's happening? And I try and like, is this real? Is it really that bad? You hear from TJ, you hear from Elkins, you hear from Atham, you hear from the guys, all my friends. And I start asking questions. Well, shouldn't, if things were not that bad, if we're just focusing on the bad things that happen in dating and all that, wouldn't inevitably a good story seep in? When we hear a, a, a like, when a guy say, "Oh my God, Aaron, I met the greatest gal ever." Oh my God, Aaron, I had this great day. Like, I got a lot of single friends. I got a lot of Yuhan Yakers. I think you guys would would correct me too. Oh, Cappy, I had I had this great day. I don't hear it, and I'm all for it. In other words, let's say you take the red pill community, which on the face of you could look at and say, "Well, they're really dark." There's selection bias. There's a bias against women. I'll even admit that there. Okay. Shouldn't there be another community celebrating women, having success with women? You might argue that's the pickup artist community, but even they ascribe to red pill opposite. Like, oh, yeah, she, I mean, I'm reading uh, Ryan Stone's book, The Fook Fa. Hang on, let me grab it. I'll promote it. Hang on. Might as well. <clears throat> Here's Ryan's book, The Fook Files. I recommend it. Um, it's anecdotal. Uh, he This book is basically success after success after success with women with a couple stumblings along the way. But even he ascribes to red pill philosophy. So where is like, and I'm not talking about celebrating people who happen to have a vagina. That's not what I'm talking because that we're just celebrating. I want to know where are the good positive stories of dating. I, I want, where are they? Where? It should be like, oh my God, it went X, Y, and Z. And the girl made me dinner and showed up in heels. And we went out and she treated me nice. And she showed up on time. Where are those where? And when you step back and look at that way, it's like, holy shit, we are accurately assessing this. And so, you know, just add one more grain of sand to the pile of anecdotal empirical data that's accumulating on, wow, there's something fucked up. DJ was telling me this gal like just can't show up for a hike. Like you can't a hike. Can't be on time for a hike. A hike. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. And you where now, by the way, if you didn't know, TJ Martinell is jacked. This guy at his peak was benching 300 pounds. He's a good looking guy, nice blue eyes, no, no homo. Um, he's a little taller than me. I think he's five ten, five eleven, maybe not six. Oh, there's your problem, TJ. How dare you not be six feet tall? I don't, I don't know. He's got his own home. He's working. You know, he's building up his carpentry skills. He's he's a good craftsman. He's obviously an intellectual. Uh, and my God, a fu- forget even getting to that point. Forget even a, 
the girl can't show up on time for a hike. A hike. And so, Dave, yeah, when they when they when they parade a nice, reliable, good gal in front of the capels, you let me know. But um, yeah, I could I could see them. And what you know, let's look at it. Trying to open your mind, guys. So when it comes to economics, you <clears throat> you can go the way the Keynesian professors told you to approach a problem and try and solve it according to the model, or you can exercise independent thought, step back, turn, take a different angle, kind of think of things differently. Try to figure it out a little bit differently that way. But <clears throat> another thing, another way to like, are we biased? Are we slanted? Are we letting our emotions and our desire for vengeance and jealousy get in the way? Not really, because what, 40% of first marriages end in divorce? Half of marriages end in divorce? That's a pretty hardcore evidence. Whoa, 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 what? Till death do us part, love, chairs, hold, whatever. Sickness, health, poor, your poor. Half? That, that's kind of an undeniable bit of data, Right. And then if you want to believe whatever happiness and then percent of people who are married that are happy. <laughs> In other words, what I'm trying to point out is that this isn't bullshit. This isn't the He-Man Woman Haters Club and, uh, and the Alpha Alpha show, right? Your experiences are real. Men are collaborating. They're comparing notes and it's not good. And I'm trying to think wouldn't the good stories be in there somewhere? Like, well, I've had a completely different experience with them. There's, it's been joy. It's been having every once in a while. It's the exception, not the rule. But you'll, oh, I married my wife 20 years ago. My God, she's more beautiful now than ever. Like, good for you, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. But for every one of those, you got 20 stories of women that can't show up on time for a hike. <clears throat> oh, God. So there we go. Uh, it's from someone like you, but blue pill. All right, maybe I'll I'll tune in. Maybe maybe if it's funny, maybe I'll enjoy it. David Little, they're trying to convert me. Anymore, anymore, anymore. That's it for the super chats. All right, let's get to uh, where do we want to go? <clears throat> where do we want to go? Uh. Here we go. Speaking of reminiscing about the olden days in the Twin Cities, from Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine, a list of restaurant closings in 2020. Local eateries have permanently closed down since the pandemic. Yes, in part, some of this is the pandemic. It is true. But do you think maybe it could be the riots? Maybe, huh? And there's already been news and TV or video or whatever. I forget which one, but there are a couple <clears throat> restaurants where the owner's like, yeah, the cops weren't protecting us. The city is not going to end and screw it. I was going to pass this on to my kids or whatever else, but I'm not doing this. We're, we're selling, we're closing down, we're leaving. I'm sure absolutely the COVID has not helped. And it's maybe even the, the majority reason uh, why a lot of these restaurants are closing down. I don't doubt that. But let's not kid ourselves. When someone's down, in comes the people of Minneapolis and St. Paul. Because you guys elected your little Marxist do-nothing 
city council and your mayor. You all don't want the cops to do nothing. And you yourself, some of your citizens, went and kicked these restaurants while they were down. You burned them down. You didn't protect them. <clears throat> and now we have, and this is great. This is this is wonderful. And it's so sad that I say it's wonderful because I remember going to these places. I remember having good times at some of these places. Or driving past, like, oh yeah, that is a that is a staple of the community. And while I wish no ill will to the people who try and run it or the employees, what I love about it is that these restaurants going under or simply refusing to, to work and stay in operation anymore. It's cutting into the bone, the meat and bone now of the Twin Cities. You are starting to lose anything good in Minneapolis St. Paul. You're starting to lose your culture. You're starting to lose any and all like uptown. No, uptown was where you went. Downtown was even where you went. That's where you went. There was plenty of stuff to do downtown. Oh, darn. Brit's Pub got Brit. Now, do I hate the owner of Brit's Pub? If you guys don't know Brit's Pub, this is where all the dude bros went. Okay, this is where the work hard, party hard people went for happy hour after downtown. And you go there, it's a British pub. It's all wood and things and Britishy. And up top, they got bocce ball and they'd have it. <coughs> Staple of the Twin Cities. Now, got burnt. Got, I did get burned down, but it was destroyed or, or fire damage and whatnot. Uh, and that entire Nicollet Mall got torched, got rioted. Um, then what else? Oh, there was another place. But well, I'll, I'll just go through it here. But I'm pointing out, nobody ap after you got ass raped by the Twin Cities people, and that's who it is. It's the people of Minneapolis, St. Paul, who vote to ass rape its citizens. They vote to ass rape themselves. And once you live there, and you left because you have self respect, you really never had a reason to go back to help out the Twin Cities, either through your your tax dollars or your spending dollars, except for oh my God, the sports ball. Oh, then all the hated people got to come in from the burbs and just give the city more and more money. <clears throat> but after you grow up a little bit, you're like, yeah, you know what? I know you hate us. You don't want us to be there. You give us parking tickets. You have this labyrinth, this Byzantium level of labyrinth of uh, of rules and laws. You tell us you hate us. You vote to take all of our money away. You say, fuck it, I'm not giving the Twin Cities any more money. But there was that didn't make the locals there not – they're still a viable community, a viable culture, and now their culture is going away with, with this little bit of – you know, as evidenced by some standard uh, staples, some, some longtime restaurants that were <clears throat> always there. And I'll just go through a couple of them. The COVID-19 pandemic continues. And notice they'll never mention riots. They'll never mention that. Wreak havoc on the restaurant industry in June. Twin Cities business made an initial survey of the damage, listing local eateries and bistros that had closed the doors for good. Since then, casualties keep piling up. We try to keep everyone informed on the weekly feed blog, but thought we should have compiled a list as well. We will continue to update this list as needed. Our information comes from our own sources, plus Hospitality Minnesota and other press reports and social media. Uh, our list is primarily focused on the Twin Cities where more than 50 restaurants have closed forever. Now, keep in mind, most restaurants will go in and out of business just like that. These are anchors. These were long-time parts of the Twin Cities. 
but includes a few entries outstate Minnesota. This is in no particular order. Bachelor Farmer adjacent to the Marvel Bar. Both have closed. Both were owned by Prissy Little's. I think the Marvel Bar for sure. I'm not sure about Bachelor Farmer, but Bachelor Farmer was farm to table. Oh my God. Marvel Bar was owned by Dayton's sons. So the grand, great grandchildren of the guy who originally worked it. Don't worry, they're doing well with the trust fund. Ginger Hop and Basement Honey Club. That used to be the Times Cafe. <clears throat> um, that's that's on a prime piece of real estate. The Herkimer. That is awesome. Herkimer, great brew bar. Right there on Lake Street. Uh, that's where all the cool hip guys went back in my day and the girls. The grunge people went. And that was a definitely hipster bar. That's go- that's and that's right off Lake Street. That being closed, that's huge. I, I don't know where you go to drink now. Muddy Waters, Lynn Lake, never heard of it. McCormick and Schmitz, that Nicollet Mall, that's that Nicollet. That's where all the party hard, work hard. That's also where you would take your business clients to impress them with steak and lobster type of lunches in it. But since there's no business anymore in downtown, <laughs> wait till Gen X takes over. Oh my God. I know some people who have office space. They work in the IDS tower. And when they take over the company, because all the old people will die and they are junior partner, they are going to get rid of all their office space, have everyone work from home and keep some little downtown office space. It's happening, people. It's happening. Old Cappy predicted it. It's happening. Just not happening as quickly as I thought it would. Sleepy V's Donut Shop, never heard of it. Paza Luna, that's one of my favorite places, or it used to be one of my favorite places to go. Um, real people went there. Bad Waitress, Northeast Minneapolis location, never heard of it. Burger Jones, South Minneapolis location. There's one in one in Uptown. Where's the South Minneapolis location? My man. Cupcake Social, Bar Lucador, Stadium Village, Minneapolis. That's by the University. El Burrito Mercado, South Minneapolis. South Minneapolis is... On Lake Street, that's where the original riots of protests happened. It was so diverse, and we have different things in restaurants, and that's why we must burn it to the ground. <laughs> Especially, I'm not sure, but if we did a survey, I wonder what percent of the businesses that were burnt down on Lake Street were minority-owned. But you guys keep voting Democrat. Four Bells, Fujiya. Fujiya closed. Well, Izzy's ice cream. That's that's huge. That is there's the only one left is Sebastian Joe's. And I don't know if they're going to close, but now they're charging like $15 for three scoops. So I will be doing my 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 farewell tour to Minneapolis, which involves going to like three places, and that's it. And I think I'm gonna do a tour of the campus one last time, and that'll be it. And I'm never coming back to the Twin Cities, never. <clears throat> Maybe fly in, drop in, say hi to some people, but no. Moose and Sadie's, never heard of it. The Egg and I, nope. Annalise Coffee, nope. The Fitz, uh, turn into the Handsome Hog. Uh, public Kitchen, I think the Fitz is kitty corner to one of my play- favorite places, W.A. Frost. If W.A. Frost goes down, it's over. Pack it up. There ain't no reason. Gray Duck in St. Paul, Cleveland Lock, St. Paul. I haven't heard. Northeast Arcade, Northeast Minneapolis. I haven't heard of it. Bonfire locations in Blaine, Egan, Savage, Woodbury, St. Paul, Mankato, and the Minneapolis St. Paul Airport. That's pretty big. Uh, it's not really an anchor 
is a chain, but Vivo Kitchen, Soul Mio, Roasted Pear, Little Tijuana. That is huge. That is, Little Tijuana was the place everyone would go to after, after bar. Stay up until 3 a.m. Uh, that's been there since I can remember. Uh, and now that's gone. And that directly affects all you cool, understanding, leftist, hippie, SJD. You're going to go and so we sweep road, ride it, and protest it, and we and party, man. Let's go hang out at Little Tijuana to celebrate and talk about, oh, I guess you can't because <clears throat> it's not there anymore. Green Mill restaurants are closing. That's a chain. The 508 Bar, never heard of it. Taco Cat, never heard of it. Ali's Deli, never heard of it. Bar Brava. Bellacor and Del Wyzeze. Well, that was only open a hot 15 minutes. Casablanca and Rot- Rochester. Why do you go to Rochester? Cheese Louise, Linden Hills, Minneapolis. Oh, guarantee you that's a coma one. Linden Hills is where all the rich retired baby boomers retire. It's right next to the everyday I need attention. So I'm sure Cheese Louise, some lady got her divorce settlement. Now that's gone. Alexandria. Town, the Bloom, Keegan's Irish Pub. That's a major. That's a major one. I'm skipping over. Yeah, a lot of these are one one up starts and okay. <clears throat> so there you go. There you go. Related, right? Ravage Minneapolis businesses can't rebuild because the insurance won't cover it. You don't build your house in a floodplain. And you never buy property or start a business in Marxist major metropolitan areas. Gee, Aaron, why do you charge so much for consulting? I don't know. You think these businesses would... Would they have come out ahead if they just paid me my fucking fee and did what I wanted them to do or told them to do? You don't invest in blue neighborhoods, your money, your life, your house, your kit. You don't send your kids to blue neighborhoods. You don't start a business in that blue neighborhoods. You don't buy a house in a blue neighborhood. You have, do you really, it's this simple guys. Do you want to go swimming in a pool of leeches? That's all major metropolitan areas are. And you naive, preciously naive fools who like, but I'm a Minneapolis red. I'm a St. Paul. My family's been here dirty, dirty. Why is my garage burned down? It makes my eyes rain. I. <laughs> How long do you frogs stay in the pan? Ever since a multiracial group of Minneapolis cops knelt on George Floyd's neck as he died three months ago, there have been riots in American cities every single night. At first, our moral, ethical, and intellectual betters in the media just gaslighted us about it. They looked right into their cameras and bulls. It wasn't happening. It's not actual violence. You know, the bad kind of violence is mostly peaceful protest. Blah, blah, blah. Speaking unruly, luxurious home, people in the neighborhood, but 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 they don't care what happens to people. Okay, they don't care what happens to people like this Minneapolis resident after the rioters destroyed her neighborhood. Uh, you have the right to be angry about the death of a black man in police custody. Why is she being punished for it? Doesn't her life matter too? How is this justice for George Floyd? Uh, it's Stephanie, dis- they're talking about Stephanie, a disabled Minneapolis woman who offers her heart wrenching experience. After last night's violence, I, I, you you live there, you live there, lady. I'm sure you voted Democrat. Go fuck yourself. 
we voted Democrat for 50 years and we told the schools to tell everyone that white people are bad and black people are oppressed and that they're entitled to shit and, and communism is great. And then we're going to really, really teach that and turn it up to 12 from the from 2000 to 2020. And oh, my God, did you know after 20 years of brainwashing young people that they're rioting? Do you know that after 20 years of creating Frankenstein monsters, they're revolting now? Oh, my God. <clears throat> Aha, exclaims the liberal in good standing. Allow me to retort. Maybe you rednecks have never heard of a little thing called insurance. It's just property. It's just stuff. It can be replaced. George Floyd's life can't. Yeah, well, tell that. Well, yeah, well, about that. Jeffrey Madroit, Minneapolis Star Tribune. The Star Tribune, by the way, was completely complicit in brainwashing that generation of Frankenstein monsters to tear it up. That's so the Star Tribune could go fuck itself. One day after the rioters destroyed the sports dome retail complex in St. Paul, a construction crew hired by the city knocked the building down because it was dangerously unstable. The, the, then the city presented the property owners with a bill for $140,000 for what would cost to haul away the debris. We we're really upset about that, said property owner Jay Kim. Hey, Jay, you did you did you vote Democrat and did you invest in a Democrat city? Well, okay whose insurance policy covers a maximum of 25000 in demolition costs. <laughs> this is why if you go down there, you'll, see the, you'll still see the, the burnt down buildings because this is an insurance policy. Now, if there was real leadership, like now if Mike Fry, no, Jacob Fry decided to grow a penis, he'd just say, get the crew in there, take that shit out to the dump. He, he just, he would, he would, uh, what's his name? Uh, not Franklin Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. He Teddy Roosevelt up. We're doing this and worried about. But in other words, those places were told, like dozens of other investors whose properties were severely damaged in the May riots, the Kim family was stunned to discover that the money it would collect from its insurance company for demolition won't come close to the actual cost of doing the job. Most policies limit reimbursement of 25000 to 50000 but contractors have been submitting bids of two hundred to 300000 In many cases, the price of the work is not much lower than the actual value of the property records show. Really? In other words, those places are totaled. Those neighborhoods are dead. Yes, all those burned out buildings will just stay the way they are for who knows how long. All those jobs are gone and they're not coming back. Nobody's going to wave a magic wand and bring back what was destroyed by these lawless roots. No, no. The citizens and voters of Minneapolis. These rioters and looters just didn't grow up in a vacuum and decided they were conditioned and programmed by the public schools, the media, and the universities they all went to, to actually believe that they're victims. And and you know what? You have every right to protest. The judge, the jury is still out. I'm like, oh, is that manslaughter? That okay? Absolutely, 100%. Investigate the the. Is it an accidental kid? Is it murder? Shouldn't happen. Police reform, not a bad. Does not give you the right to burn shit down. And you've trained them all. All you Minneapolis voters created these monsters, giving them victimhood mentalities. Oh, my God. The Frankenstein monster turned on Dr. Frankenstein. <clears throat> what would anybody, why would anybody want to stay there if they can't afford to move? And what happens to the people who can't afford to move? For every one of you in the Twin Cities that have had your property burnt down and torched, and the bank lent money. Walk away. Just walk away. Seven years, the bankruptcy will be expunged from your record. Just walk away. Leave. There's no reason. No reason. Just 
handed the deed or the chart or whatever to the bank. So I'm the only you're in charge of it. Bye. Leave. There was a story of this Vietnamese guy who runs a Vietnamese restaurant downtown Minneapolis. And he escaped communist Vietnam. And I think he had to shoot a guy that came in and was going to torch his place. And I'm like, oh, you fled communism to flee communism again, huh? Huh? But did you vote Democrat? Minneapolis is controlled at every level by Democrats. If you think that's just a coincidence, you just keep on thinking that and go ahead and blame the insurance companies instead of the writers who actually destroyed those businesses. And let's not talk about whether you'd ever get insurance again. Oh, the insurance. How are you actuaries doing? Huh? You gonna start thinking about where your your uh, your insured assets are gonna be located? Huh? Red or blue? Huh? Law-abiding citizens are not- Destruction of Minneapolis is astonishing. It took Minneapolis authorities two months to stumble upon a charred corpse inside a burned-down pawn shop. A man named Montez Terrell Lee is currently awaiting trial for committing the arson, but the deceased is still unidentified. The national media just shrugged it and moved on. They're not demanding answers. Al Sharpton wasn't showing up for a nationalized television. Only certain lives matter. Some guy, woman, person just wrote a book defending looting and got a sympathetic interview on NPR. PolitiFact actually fat-checked the arson of a car dealership in Kenosha because it didn't burn down the church next door with a Black Lives Matter sign out front. Yeah, the car dealership was completely destroyed, but the church is fine. I'm wondering what does more for the economy and the community, the church or the car dealership? There you go. Is it bad? Yes. Am I happy? Yes. Why are you happy? Because I'm right. And it could have all been prevented. <clears throat> could have all been prevented had people just listened to Kaepernick. It's happening to the right people. It's happening to these people. They See, Minneapolis and St. Paul, Minnesotans in general, are just pussies. And they don't want to be impolite. They don't want to ever have the balls to tell people no or hold people up to standards. They just want to, they, like, they've been virtue signaling for years before it was a thing. Because just see, we're just so nice. We're Minnesota nice. We're so nice. And then they'll they'll get you. They'll shiv you in the back, like uh, unknowing, like very uh, what's the word, passive aggressively. And the people who end up getting who are the real victims are these poor immigrants that come over here. That well, I'm going to start a bit. And oh, well, this property is affordable. We can do it here. We're going to vote Democrat because for government policies. And then, that knife in the back. But there's consequences to lying to people. For generations, especially victimhood brainwashing. Not too unlike nowadays where women blame men for everything. What do you think? Where, where, where does the hatred for men come from? Like, do you really think it came out of nowhere? Why, you know, like why women are like, I, I, you know, I, you're, is it outright hate what I want to say? All right. Hang on. There we go. Do you, do you think this antagonism, let's call it, this distrust of men, which, by the way, don't know if you've known, men and women have been living with each other for two million years. Why now? Well, here's the same thing. And just as you could say, the riots have destroyed Minneapolis, St. Paul, some other cities, or there's certainly this this cost of angst and, and, <clears throat> and poor racial and, and uh, sexual relations, we now have marriage and family formation and love suffering as well 
Well, you all vote Democrat. You all swallow it whole, boys and girls. You all swallow it whole. All right, let's get to some super chats. If I miss some, we'll get them on a, on a miss super chats uh, extravaganza. I saw four hundred for five ninety nine. Thoughts on slow boomers, dude, bros on the golf course? <laughs> I can barely stand to play anymore. Is it any better where you are? Uh, I time it. Um, yeah, that's that's a skill, man. You got to go when it's like too cold or too hot, too rainy. Depends if you're in Vegas or the Twin Cities. Um, I've not had this much trouble, but I've uh, I've gone out on weekdays. Not Thursday, not Friday. Don't go Thursday, Friday, because that's like, I'm taking two days off. Hey, just like everybody else, I'm going to take Friday off. Why, why can't I find a tea time? Um, call around. Say, how open is your afternoon? Don't ask for a specific tea time. Like, you know, how open is the afternoon? And say, oh, we're wide open. Okay, 45 minutes in, give me a tea time. Because then there's no one in front of you. <clears throat> there's no one behind you. Uh, but thoughts I've learned. Uh, I try to use golf uh, as a as a means to calm down, substitute for drinking, because um, it is more fun, I find. I'm getting exercise. Plus, I get excited when I find balls. It's like, great. hey, golf ball, look, I found some. Uh, but I try not to get angry. I bring a, a cigar. I bring my phone so I can get some work done. And you just gotta, you just gotta make sure you're not going when it's busy. Don't book it a week in advance. Call the day of, Hey, is it fast or slow out there? If they say it's slow, book a tea time an hour in and then go, but you'll never get into some dude bros or some boomers who just sitting there like all oh, these assholes that like actually play the rules of golf were like, no, you go because it's your turn to uh, uh, putt. Oh, now, okay. I'll place my little placer down here. Now you go. Uh, and they remove the flag. Like guys, get the fuck out of the way. And what I'll do is I'll jump ahead of them. I won't even care. I'll just say, I'm a dick. What are they going to do? going to beat me up on the golf course. You know, like if they're fucking around, pass them, give up that, that hole, go to the tee and the next thing. And then just, just go at it. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it all depends on the season. All depends on um, the weather. But your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays are probably your best. DJ Aftershock for two bucks. Just get some wings and go to the Raring Center. Oh, yeah, the Raring Center. I remember that. <clears throat> the Raring Center. That was the Performance Arts Center. There's this hideous building on the uh, West Bank of campus. Elon for two uh for five dollars. The informed citizens have only committed 30 plus mostly peaceful murders. Um yes. And the riots, you mean? I, I they're killing their own kind. You got liberals killing liberals. <clears throat> I'm trying to do them a favor. Yeah, you know, it's it's forget the pot. Like if I was truly Machiavellian, I'd be like, I'd be up there with Antifa. Like, yeah, let's get some bricks in here. Let's leave some gas gas cans. What can we do? What let's let's get a bulldozer. What what do you want? What do you want me to drop off here to encourage to add fuel to this fire to fan the flames? But it's more the principle. It's like, do you fuckwits, you leftist fuckwits who claim to be all independent minded critical figures are brave and courageous? What does it take? Like the ultimate, like this is why I think the leftists is, is are ultimately doomed. Is if you look at the case of Amy Beal, 
she was this girl who was going to go save the Africans. And she went to this African community village, whatever. It, it, she wasn't going to like actually build anything of value. She's just going to, I don't know, help plant crops. <clears throat> well, the community killed her. And the family, instead of like demanding the United States military go in there and kill them all, or if I was the father, I'd go in there and I'd kill them all, uh, they forgave the community. And I think that's your average leftist today. They they are so valueless, so coreless. They'll let people rape their daughters and their children. They'll send their kids to schools. Like if you are a white uh, family, you're a fucking idiot for sending your kid to like the Minneapolis public schools or the St. Paul public. If you're if you're a black family, you're a fucking. If you're a caring parent, you are a fucking idiot for sending your kids to the city. Red, I'm sorry, blue public schools. Right, you and we know you don't love your children. You're just going to ship them off there for daycare. But I'm talking because usually it's more like take care of the kids, daycare. I'm talking your sanctimonious white liberals who live in the city. All right, those types, the ultimate hypocrites. They would sacrifice their kids, and they do. They would. They'll sacrifice their kids to a shitty public school. Kid get the shit kicked out of them. They'll have their houses burned down. They'll they'll have their businesses torched, and they'll never admit they're because that's all they got is their politics. So they could have people murdering, but I'm like, stop it. Stop burning your fucking town down. Fuck the politics. Hang on. Hang on. You could get angry. You could get mad. Follow complaints. Vote people out. I got it. How about not burn your town down or not kill each other? How about that? Because the next step, the next thing I got to think about is like, okay, you're robots. And you're not going to respond to reason or evidence, which means inevitably the point is going to come. We're going to have to kill you. And I don't know about you, but I don't want a war. But if people are so gone, they will burn their own town down, murder their own people. I don't know what you do with that. Oh, you got your your ballless mayor fried. Well, we have to have a and the governor came out trying to reason and evidence with these people. Ultimately, you know what ends the riots? Force the National Guard. And that's the lesson you should get from this. You want to have a conversation? You've been having conversations for 30 fucking years. Fuck you. Governor Clary would be a little bit different. Yeah. You go ahead, do whatever you want. I'm not even going to tell you what I'm doing. But you're going to regret if you loot or riot. I guarantee you. And all of a sudden, oh, look, there's a lot. There's a lot of dead bodies on the ground of rioters and looters. There's not going to be a curfew. Going to be a lot of armed guards, a lot of armed police, all given orders shoot to kill. And we'll see how long the riots keep going. And I think after the first night of a bunch of bodies hitting the floor, I think the rioting and looting would stop. <clears throat> R2D Poo. <laughs> 10 bucks. Thoughts on Red Pill Guy shushing his mother and saying the men are talking. How bad is that? That's hilarious. Is that is that a video going around now? You here's I'm gonna tell you this. This inevitably does happen with every mother you're gonna have, guys. Okay. Your mom is there from zero to seven as the spark, and then the man should take over from seven and older. Your mom is never going to be done your mom. And I've seen, and it happens with my mom too. Everybody's mom, they love you, but you're always the little boy. 
and they don't see you as an adult or someone who supports yourself. And so when you're talking more manly things or important shit and your mom comes in, yeah, you really got to say, mom, the men are talking. You will become the bigger adult than your mother. Uh, and I, I, I don't know why that is, but, um, yeah, the time now that's kind of being rude and disrespectful to your mom. But if your mom gets in there, you know, mom, I mean, it's okay. You can, you can bat your mom away. Mom, the men are talking. And, and then there's the respect that, oh, there's the anger and the crying and the, oh, and the, ooh, and the, ah, and the, e. but then there's the respect. Like I'm my own man. We're working on something really important. I don't give a fuck what's in the fucking sandwiches. Just make us a fucking sandwich then. Do you want cheese or do you want? Just make it. Just make it. And that's mom, you know, especially in the olden days. And it was supporting and loving. That's their job is in the olden days. It wasn't to like, we got to, you know, I'm picturing a watch. We got to go with the, the Arapaho kidnapped our, our children. We got to go get them. Do you want cheese? Do you want... <laughs> Here you go, honey. Here's your guns and your ammo. Thanks, sweetheart. I'll be back. You know, like, maybe, maybe not. Elon 212 for five bucks. Left California a few years back for the flyovers. Never been happier. By the time I was 18, California was ruined. No voting your way out of that mess. No, it's not. There is, <clears throat> I have a little bit, not hope, but I'm kind of curious. Uh, the Latino community. If once they get their heads out of their asses with immigration and all that, but I'm wondering how many wands and the men are like, man, this sucks. <laughs> Where they're like, we're sick and tired of liberal white people forcing these because they're entrepreneurial, they're they're blue collar, and man, nothing but liberal white people's like touchy feely environmental laws just get the fuck in their way. And I I think they're going to get sick of it after a bit. Maybe not. I don't know. It won't matter. I'm not going to be here. DJ Aftershock, five bucks. I just found out that the spoiled cousin's dad, spoiled cousin's dad bought the wife and the older sister, both brand new Mercedes Benz. What a shock. Yes, and she's oppressed. If, is, is this the uh, the black lady who belongs to the anti-hate and racist? She, man, she must be really suffering. Wow, what oppression. Uh, the competent man for five bucks. What's going to happen is going to happen. I've been telling people this for a while and upsets them. Even when I point out it is failed policies causing all the problems. The NPCs can't stop. No, they can't. <clears throat> I did a video yesterday. All women have in life. The only thing women have in life, something like that. Uh, a lot of, I, I understand a lot. You guys still want to find women. You, that's what you program. You want to fall in love. You want it. You want a gal, not necessarily for sex, just to hold and hug and kiss and spank her in the ass and go have fun. Uh, and I got, I got to keep reminding you guys. The women aren't there. Oh, they're physically there. Physically is a woman. Yes, that is a woman. And she's, she's your age. You might find her physically, but she's not there. That's not a woman. That's an NPC. They are, the lion's share of them are programmed to go and pursue their career uh, and their education. And the most important thing in their lives spiritually is not falling in love or finding you or having children with you. It is their politics. They can even have a husband and kids but it will be things to them, okay? I've said it before. Most women want to get married and have kids. Very few want to be a wife or a mother. <clears throat> and so you got to realize what is ultimately driving these young women today is not love, is not family, is not happiness. It is politics. 
Some will never get married because their dating requirements, I think, especially the younger generations, are impossible. Simply not not based in the real world. Some older women, maybe the older millennials, certainly some Gen X women, uh, as their boomer predecessors, they had the kids, they got that check mark, but now there's divorce or they've moved on, and they're not spending any. You know, they're back to their career. I mean, it. it you guys got your things. You are things to them. And I apologize for the handful, and but definitely the minority of women who are capable of love, who are capable of altruism and selflessness, who are capable of being wives and mothers. <clears throat> but we're not not the majority. So for you guys out there to keep, well, what about the girls? Whatever, the, guy, I, I'm not not saying go MGTOW, not saying go ghost, but you really got to critically and accurately assess most of the gals out there are NPCs and are not capable of marriage or children. Okay, they're capable of it, but they're not spiritual. They have a larger goal in life, and that is their politics. Uh, causing all the, the NPCs can't stop. <clears throat> causing all the, the NPCs can stop. Wait a minute. Even when I point out that his failed power call all these, the NPCs can't stop. I think you meant competent man. They can't stop. They're going to keep on going because that's that's the program. That's all they have. You could sit and reason and evidence and argue unless they have the VTs for you and you can make them like, yeah, you're not getting off with that feminist bullshit and you're going to do that and you're going to grow your hair out. Unless it, most of them, they're on that boat. They're on a boat and you're not on that boat. <clears throat> Don't worry about that boat. Yeah, there we go. Can't, can't. That's what I thought. We got you covered, confident man. We got you. Metal Madness for five bucks. Hey, Clary, it's that 18-year-old virgin towel. I just a- wanted to ask you, do you consider theory a good thing to be skilled in for a job when I decide to lay? What is theory? The construction repair of strain intimate. No. Stop being a lazy fucking get a real job. Yeah, there's your five dollars worth string in. Yeah, in the collapse, people are gonna want to have lutes. I'm gonna want my saxophone tuned. Scott Lutke, five bucks. The leftist cancer spraying through America right now as people leave the cities for the country. Give it 20 years and they will ruin it. They will. They will. Holy shit, Fred. Jeez, thanks. 50 bucks. I just resigned my job. I was lied to about the job. Oh, yeah, we talked about this. I was lied to about the job duties two years ago and found something I believe I will like better. Thank you for helping me thicken my skin and give me the courage to stand up to my, for myself and say, fuck you, 50 for the septic tank fund. Thank you. All money does go to the septic tank fund today. Though, sorry, I did take some of your proceeds the other day and bought Pokeball. It's a very good Pokeball. Um, I don't, I don't mind if uh, you said, fuck you. You just provided a polite two weeks notice. That's all. Trust me. I've said, fuck you to bosses. That <laughs> I didn't give two weeks notice. I, I even had the boss say, yeah, if you want if you want to be done with this, you know, managerial shit show you got going on, you can hire me back at $200 an hour and I'll tell you as a consultant. They didn't want to really care. Brad Everett, run for office? No, no. Look, half the population are parasites, Marxist leftist hypocrites. Then you got most Republicans are also hypocrites as well, or conservatives, libertarians. They don't, they don't do what's necessary. They send their kids to worthless schools. I've asked people like, hey, do you want to learn how to shoot guns or kind of form like a militia here, like a protection racket? Then in case, you know, uh, we go, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll show up. No, 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 no. Even looking at people, hey, do you want to go live life? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? No. 
it does politics almost doesn't matter. Most people, left, right, doesn't matter. Most people are inferior, normie conformies and inferior. No, I'm not going to go fight. And here's the other thing. You know who I've gotten in fights with more? You know who people, who, what group of people treated me the shittiest? Republican white people. Because I went to a predominantly white school. <clears throat> Everyone's pretty much a Republican, Republican area. And I got the shit kicked out of me because I had Velcro shoes or I didn't wear the fancy jeans with the fancy brand names. It doesn't matter. Look, the R next to your name doesn't make you a good person. That just means. Maybe you guessed the right political organization that leads to the highest overall benefit for community. All right. But most people in my life, black man's never hit me. Hispanics never punched me. Oh, but I had a group of really tough white guys, a group, mind you, take on my 90 pound ass. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Uh huh. Oh, because they're white and Republican, I'm going to cheer and go run for office for those fucks. Fuck that. This country and most of the people that deserve what's coming for them. Absolutely. Oh, what? The soccer mom? The trophy wife that sucks dick for, oh, yeah, I'm Republican too. Ah, Give me the money. Fuck all you people. Fuck you all. Not you people tuning in. I'm talking all people. I even have a buddy try to work for the Republican Party. He's like, it's a nightmare. They're all fucked in the head. They're all just as bad as the Democrat people. Forget it. DJ Aftershock for two bucks. Yes, diversity, inclusion, share, athlete, lady. (laughs) DJ Aftershock, five bucks from her LinkedIn. I enjoy working with younger children and juveniles, and I enjoy learning about the juvenile justice system and intern. Why you ever ask why there's a juvenile justice system in the first place? You enjoy learning about it? How about you stop contributing to it by voting Democrat? How about you vote Republican? How about you just not vote? How about you shame people for having kids out of wedlock and stop celebrating single motherhood? Then maybe there maybe you introduce fathers into the into the household. You know the guy that's paying for all that shit that you live off of, huh? Fred Freeman Saul for five bucks I was very professional about good good so much to the point that the current boss agreed with my reasons knew more to my background and better benefits good there we go and now you have a good reference you you make them work for you guys you make you make your bosses your bitch you make them work for you it's um it's a lot like those Soviet scientists you know, Stalin wanted to kill them all because Stalin was paranoid as fuck. <clears throat> but if you're a scientist, you go to the nice work camp and you got food and you got heat because he needed you to build his rockets so they could maybe nuke the United States if necessary. All right. It's not fair. It's not right. But you just play the game. And then Stalin died. And hey, look, now you can build more shit. I've been listening to a lot of documentaries about uh, Sukhoyu and the MiGs. They're, uh, what do they call them? Bureaus. I call them bureaus. That it for the super chats. All right. Um, I want to do this. Why did I pick this one? Oh, there's just an ar- another article locally here in the Twin Cities about how the protesters are now going to Kenwood. 
And if you don't know anything about Kenwood, Kenwood is where all the prestigious, rich limousine liberals live in the, in Minneapolis. Uh, Crocus Hill is where the rich St. Paul liberals live, but Kenwood is basically trust funder, baby boomer central Mark Dayton. I think his family had a, a thing there. So a hundred plus protesters showed up at the park by Lake of the Isles and uh, protested. And uh, yeah, that's, that's where you got to hit them. That's where you got to hit them. So that was good to see. Uh, <clears throat> how angry do I want to get about this one? Following months of less traffic, Los Angeles City Council votes to encourage business to provide more remote work options. <laughs> this made me angry. This, uh, I, <clears throat> it takes the city with the worst traffic 20 years to do what I've been telling people to do for like 20 years. It, it harkens back to why I became an economist or originally originated, uh, majored in economics. I could see things that we could do better and more efficiently and would drastically improve people's lives. And it took the city of Los Angeles 20 years post-internet to figure out, hey, wait a second. Maybe we, we just have people work from home and we don't, how long were, I know people that got a two hour one way commute in Los Angeles. Like, don't you guys of the what, how many, like 12 million people live in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles community, and you're all stuck on the road at least an hour one way each day. Don't you think, don't you think like, Hey, this phone, I could do everything while I'm texting while driving. I could do this at home. Business leaders, oh, leader management, MBAs. Not, not one of the millions of you MBA fucks could have figured out to lead this charge. I just, hey, why don't we work from home? I, <laughs> I don't know what. It's the mythical Cassandra finally being proven right. Like, don't do that. You know, hey, we shouldn't do that. You know why? Uh, because of the things I've been saying for twenty years. <clears throat> I, Los Angeles City Council voted Wednesday to seek ways to incentivize businesses to provide more ways for employees to work remotely to help decrease traffic and carbon emissions. Can you see? And this is the what probably one of the leftist areas of the community. This is they're they're leading the charge on this one. Can you see why I don't give a fuck? Like if this is this in the olden days, like old school America, like 1920s America, we would have been on. How long did it take to go from horse to buggy? 10 years, if that Henry Ford built the assembly line. Boom. We got rid of those horses pretty damn. Let's start building road. Let's go. How long did it take us to light shit up with Alexander Graham Bell? Electricity and generation, all that. How long? Or Edison, I'm sorry, the light. <clears throat> How long did we roll that shit out? Oh. But commune, oh God, we can't tell what commune. Oh God, no. I I just don't. Uh, the unanimously approved motion introduced May by Councilman David Ryu would have city staff report back to the council on methods to encourage businesses to adopt policies in hopes of allowing more people to work from home, reducing commuter traffic, carbon emissions, and smog. Not to mention saving families, huh? The COVID-19 pandemic has forced many businesses to ad adopt a remote work and telecommuting model. 
if any time business leaders say they're business leaders, they're lying sacks of shit. They don't lead for fucking shit. They don't know shit. They're MBA-laden, retarded fucks that need to swim to Japan with cinder blocks tied to their backs. This also happens to be the more climate-friendly model and it should be the future work of Los Angeles. Well, who's going to live in Los Angeles if they don't have to? That's me again looking down the looking into the future. <clears throat> City departments and agencies report economic, but I don't care. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Don't care. Don't care. This is why Cappy quits. <clears throat> Kyle Joe Bomb, five Australian dollars. Hey, Clary, how is Japan for escaping the client? I don't know. Gotta talk to Modern Life John. Modern Life Dating John, ask him. I know they have a more stable culture, the Japanese. They will, you'll never be uh, a citizen. They will discriminate against you, but I think they should because you're not Japanese. Um, but that keeps their, their country safe. You can walk down. Hey, you know where rape doesn't happen? By the way, ladies. Metal Madness, $2. Sorry to disappoint you, Cap. What are you, go, I don't care what you do. Major and study stupid shit. Go easy. See how easy life is when you do it the easy way. Noah Costa, do you still, for two bucks, do you feel more stunning or brave today? That's a good question. No, I, I feel more stunning. Because my hair is not done. I just feel beautiful. Look out, world. Here comes Aeronique. Good show you. What's that like keeping up that fake attitude where you lie to yourself all the time, all the day long? <clears throat> Got to look in the mirror. I'm good enough. I'm strong enough. And by golly, people like me. Look out, girlfriend. Here I come. Mm. Living off your own fart fumes. It'd be a very tiring. Uh, Fred Freeman saw five bucks advised for part-time work for unionized unemployed family member who's in the 30 low 30s and flies. He thinks financial advisor to law school. I told him no, no. Have him contact me, Fred. <laughs> okay. My answer, have him go to www.assholeconsulting.com. I'll take care of him. <clears throat> All right. Uh let me get through fan mail here. This is from uh, Matt. Matt writes, Hi, just watch your video reference in the subject line. Uh, the constant panic post-poor people have. Been there, done that, got two t-shirts, t-shirts, shitty upbringing, and desert storm. I don't want to tell you how I got to the tools I'm using to get over the fight, flight, or flee, but I, don't, I do want to recommend them. I don't know if you're willing to pass this on to the original poster, but I hope so. I'm willing to pass this on to everybody because we have a lot of people. <clears throat> who have this kind of PTSD doing being brought up under poverty or going through harsh time or just going through divorce. I don't know. Having your family destroyed on you might cause PTSD. I don't know. The first tool is neurofeedback. When I finish, when I first went in, the guy running it told me, and I quote, your breathing is fucked. We have been working on getting me to breathe a lot more calmly. Along with that, he electrically stimulates the mirror neurons in the brain where all of the scripts are. Scripts that you follow in certain situations, scripts that sometimes are one-liners, go ape, and he puts code, go ape shit, parentheses. The simulation breaks up these scripts. After a month of working with this guy, I was significantly more calm to the point that others started noticing. 
The second thing I recommended recommend is brain spotting or EMDR. Either will work. This has been successfully used to treat vets with PTSD. Uh, the idea with brain spotting is that you listen to an audio track that puts your brain in a state similar to REM sleep. You then look at a spot on the wall in front of you and process the trauma associated with the spot. It affects people differently. Some weep, some puke. I know, however, that I've gotten something done when I finish a session. <clears throat> Between these two statements, I'm no longer uh, treatments. I'm no longer strep- stepping on my own dick as much. As I said, I hope you could pass this info along. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, no, thanks, buddy. Uh, hopefully that helps people out. All right. Mock writes, Cappy, the biological truth is women are baby machines. He writes it. I'm not agreeing necessarily with it. The truth is, the biological biological truth is women are baby machines. My sister showed signs of hypergamy, but was also logically intelligent with the education system. She obtained an economics degree and is employed in London as a financial analyst. Married with two children, first child at 34. She told me she hates her job and wants to be an interior designer. Our society is fucked here. <clears throat> the women are on the boat. The women are on the boat, the USS politics, the USS feminism, the USS you go girl. At 34, with all that investment and her youth wasted, invested in a career and wasted. All right. And and it's too late. What do you want? Too late. Too late. To turn back now. You're a bitch who invested in politics instead of love. Too late to turn back now. I believe, I believe you'll grow up to be a spinster quantaha. This is justice. This is enjoy the decline. This is enjoy the show. Look, I'd have some pity for the gals if they weren't so in. Like this attitude that they knew it all and telling us to shut up. And accusing of us misogyny or uh, sexism or whatever. Because like, hey, you, do you want to have kids? There's some, there's some numbers here. Some problems with your plan. And just just the the the, the hate. Just don't you bet it, bet it, bet it, bet it. They knew it all. Oh, they knew it all. Fine. Go. Get out of here. You know, the kid over at the grocery store said, you really need to get a doctorate in theater. Otherwise, people won't take you seriously. Okay, we need to do that more with women. Look, he's trying to help them out. Like, hey, if you want to have kids, there's this thing called menopause. Why do I have to explain female biology to you? You're a woman. Didn't you get yourself the, the, the sex ed? That's not our responsibility, right? But here we are. We're trying to, and they, they don't want to listen to that. What, what is it our responsibility now to try and save them? For, no, no, done, done. Push him into fire. Go. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the Life is all about your fucking master's degree and your fucking career. Go. Screw your own children. Don't worry about love. Don't worry about Go. Now she wants to be an interior designer. Go fuck yourself. Thanks, Mock. <clears throat> all right. Any more super chats? You better get out of here pretty soon. I'm good enough, I'm strong enough, and God darn it, people hate me. <laughs> I'm proud of it. All right, pushingrubberdownhill.com. Check out the book, the website, and the podcast, all hosted by my good friend Adam Piggott. Pushing Rubber Downhill is a absolute must-read. It is uh, the hero's journey. Please get that book. You got nothing else to do. 
do I want to do what time? So always worrying if the GF is going to be on time or not. Uh, we'll do one uh, video here. I'm going to close this. <clears throat> Oh, that's a little dark. Hang on. Hello, Mr. Clary. I hope you're doing well. I'm a 23-year-old that just graduated from college. I did not read your book, Worthless, in time to save myself from a useless degree in biology. <clears throat> but it did stop me from enrolling in a worthless master's program. When I was 18 years old and began college, I was immature, lazy, naive, and gladly took the advice of going to college because any degree was a good degree. And to pursue my passion, I am now unemployed. I... I you were lied to. I understand. I've decided that I will likely be returning to school for a two-year degree in accounting or software engineering. While I decide what to do, I'm thinking of working in the real world for the next four years to gain life experience. My basic question is, do you think I'm waiting too long to return to school or if I go back when I'm around 27 years old? My main goal is to become successful and enter a career with a high earning potential so I can support a family. All right. Go software engineering. Stop fucking around. All right. Number two, yeah, I think you should work, but I think you should also be going to school part-time. Uh, you don't have to, you can work full time if you want. I don't know what you're going to do. You're going to work some crappy job for 12 or $13 an hour. You're going to have to like live at home or something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I think you should get in and work and you need a break, dude. How long have you been going to school from five to 22, 17 years? Fuck that shit. Get out of school. Go live life a little bit while you're, while you're young. Um, <clears throat> but in addition to, uh, work yeah you need to go back to school part-time so go online start teaching yourself how to code i don't care if it's in an actual school or if it's a coding camp or you just want to want to self-study but you will you will dedicate i'd say on average at least five hours a week to to some kind of school some kind of schooling some kind of education so there you go all right any other super chats are we clear are we good all right, <clears throat> this episode of the Clary Pro Podcast brought to you by Batch of Pat Economics. Go ahead, let's get Brad Edward out of here. There we go. Batch of Pat Economics, get that book. Make sure you don't fuck up. Worthless, young person's indispensable. Got to choose the right major. Get that book. Make sure you don't fuck up. Reconnaissance, man. Go buy this book. Travel to the United States. Figure out where you want to live before you drop all this money and realtor's fees on four or five houses before you inevitably figure out like every boomer, hey, we should go to Florida. Just go to Florida. That's the book. Just move to Florida. Curse of the High IQ. <clears throat> Get this book. You'll find out why you're super smart and then why it's just mental pain and torture dealing with everyone around you. How Not to Become a Millennial, the most advanced book on political, economic thought, and theory and philosophy, explains everything that's happening in the world around you now. And if you are a young Gen Zer or just a young person who don't want to become a millennial, get that book. Black Man's Got Out of Poverty. Black man, you're in poverty, you want to get out, get that book. Enjoy the decline. This is probably a really important one nowadays. If you haven't, maybe reread it. But if all the insanity and basically people hating each other, especially you white people, especially you, especially you guys with penises, <laughs> and trust me, you don't have to be white. They're coming for you too. If you're just not a quadriplegic, sapiosexual mental case, <laughs> And they're coming to kill you. Get this book. Oh, hey, The Pence Principle by Randy Bentwick. Get that book. Get them all. It's Pokemon. Get all those books. All right, that's it.
We're done. We're done. See you guys later. Toodles.